Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I am smiling from ear to ear right now because I just had the most amazing conversation with our next guest, Adria DeCourt, and she is amazing. She's a messaging coach, and she really helps women coaches uncover their marketing message that lights them up And she also helps them communicate the value in their work so they can reach more people, scale their business, and start a movement. How juicy is that? So, of course, this girl's work just aligns so strongly with the work that I do. I love her to death. She's such a sweetheart, and I hope you absolutely adore this conversation. We talked about so many great things. We talked about getting clients. We talked about really giving yourself permission to pivot in your business. And I know that if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, hello, my original members, (laughs) you know that I have even gone through this rebranding process really, really recently. And so we talk a little bit about that. She has her own story with that. So we really connected on that level. We talk about finding your voice. We talk about creating a message that speaks to your dream clients And we really talked about how to break down your messaging so that it's digestible for your dream clients. And so it actually communicates the power of your message, because if you're not rooted in what you do and why you do it, it's really hard to communicate it to those human beings who need your work. So we go in, she shares all her expertise. She shares her amazing, incredible story about how she got to this moment in this space, in this time, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. Not only is she a TEDx speaker, but she's also a former architect turned plant ecologist, and she's also the creator of the program Get Clear, Get Clients, and she's also the host of the Unforgettable podcast. So don't worry, I have so much of her amazingness below in the show notes for you to go check her out after. I hope you absolutely love this interview. She's not only given her expert advice on on features like the Huffington Post, Fox Morning News, Las Vegas. She's from Vegas, y'all. How good is that? And over 30 interviews that she has been featured on on different platforms. So how good is that? She is a total word geek like me. And we talk about the difference between our work. She's very much a writer, and I love that and appreciate that so much. So you guys get a little bit more of that energy, and I'm so excited for you to see the difference between our work, but the similarities as well, because one of the most amazing things is that the competition doesn't exist. And I talk about this all the time about when you own who you are and you own your shit and you know your work and you know yourself, competition doesn't exist. So this is such a fun interview because we both geek out on so many topics with voice and connection and communication and 
how you communicate your message and all these amazing things and words and how powerful words are and all that good stuff. But it's from two very different perspectives, which means that people will resonate with her more. People will resonate with me more and it's all beautiful. So collaboration and connection over competition always, always. So I'm so excited to share this work with you. I'm so excited for you to hear her speak and I hope you freaking love it. So without further ado, here is your next guest. Okay. I'm so excited to talk to you today and um, just introduce yourself for anyone who has no idea who you are. What do you, who are you? What do you do? What do you love? What do you teach on? Yes. Ooh, so excited about this. So my name's Adria DeCourt, for those of you who do not know me, and I am a message clarity coach. So I support women coaches and business owners that really have a strong mission behind what they do to, to really get clear on what that message is they want to share. Like we're thinking about like marketing and what you want to put out into the world and your calling and your people. Like in, in order to, to pull more people in your business, to, to scale your business, to grow a movement, it depends more on how you talk about what you do than what you actually do. Like it's a, it's a frustrating truth sometimes, but so I'm the person that's helping with that side of things. So it might be in the actual like, written messaging, like copy on a website or marketing materials or social media posts or like whatever it is, it might be the written form of how they're communicating what they do. So people see the value and connect with it, or it might be just in how they're talking about what they do and them understanding, um, what, what they need to say and help other people see in order for them to get on board and, understand their work. Like that's often what comes up a lot for my clients is like, especially if I have clients who are coaches and maybe they're a life coach and what they do is like really kind of ambiguous. It's like people don't get it. Mm -hmm. They don't see it and then they're not going to pay for it. Right. So it's like this level of being able to like feel like what you're saying and what you're sharing and what you're doing in the world is like in total alignment and just feels you feel so lit up by it. Like it's that fire inside and you're channeling it. It's like that and being able to communicate in a way that the people you want to reach and move with that message are connecting with it and are being moved to the action you want them to move to. So it's like this two level. I know we talked before we hopped on about like the the different sides of like the more structured versus the more like feely stuff. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm, I'm really kind of bridging both pieces and in, in a very word nerd type way. <laughs> I love that. I love words too. So, so good. And what's the number one thing that people come to you with uh, when it comes to their messaging and what they do? What's like the number one thing that you see so common that you're like, oh my gosh, does everyone have this issue? <laughs> like what's the number yeah. one thing? <laughs> well, okay. So the number one thing, like this is, this is so top of mind for me. I just did a podcast episode around Mm -hmm. it. I, I did some, um, I did like a giveaway of some free coaching sessions and then all the submissions of people's applications came back with this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, like the, the challenge I'm running coming up, like everyone it's, it's like the gateway almost, but it's not really the actual problem behind the scenes. So, Mm -hmm. so what, 
what this number one thing is that people come to me for is I want to know how to word my niche. Oh, <laughs> so in yeah. a conversation in a networking event or something like that, I can like do it justice or I can like talk about my work so that it lands for people. And the funny thing is, and like I just did two honestly, actually three client calls yesterday around this because oh I, yeah. I, I, I love doing messaging work, but they started off and this is what they all wanted. And when we started working, it was like, well, <laughs> surprise, that's not like the first place to start. <laughs> like there's something much deeper going on. And mm-hmm. usually, usually it's starts with getting a really deep understanding of who their people are and what they're feeling and um, what they're struggling with and what's coming up for them and being able to kind of take off their expert hat, set it to the side and actually step into the shoes of those ideal clients that they have and those people they want to help. Mm-hmm. That's the first place is like being able to get into that space before you can like, I totally knock something over. I got all these okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You talk with your hands. I got like, I talk with my hands. Yeah. I know when I'm, I'm a speaker too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did a, I did a TEDx and I like, you know, speaking at events and I do like the watermelon juggling. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, so, so yeah, that's, that's like the first place we have to go, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's like not what people think of. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so funny. I get that a lot too, where people come to me and they're like, well, how do I talk about what I do? And I'm like, we have to understand like before, I'm not just going to give you like a perfect sentence that you can just go hand right. out like a business card, which is so funny. And everyone's obsessed with, you probably get this a lot too. Like what's my elevator pitch? Yes, and you're like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That comes up all the time. And the thing is, is if you, if you create something like that without first having such a deep understanding of your people and have a, having a deep understanding of what it is you want to do, what you're lit up by, then it's going to be really canned. Like I could do that for you, but it's yeah. not, I, it's, I don't feel like it's aligned with the work I want to do in the world. Like I want to help you channel, like come up with a thing that, that really connects and lights you up. And mm-hmm. yeah, just, just off the bat being like, hey, well, let's get an elevator pitch is not going to do it. Like I can yeah. ask a lot of really good questions about what you already have that'll help you think more deeply and pull answers out of you. Like definitely, mm-hmm. but it's not just about like, even though, you know, I'm a word nerd, it sounds like you're a word nerd. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just about wordsmithing. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because when people do that and you can totally tell when people have, I, I had someone write this this one sentence for me, it's all I have. And then when someone goes and they ask you more questions on what you do, it's <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, <laughs> hold on. I need to text my strategist. I don't know. I don't know what I do. But it's so funny because that's, we, we talked about this before, how I, <laughs> I'm like, you have to introduce yourself. And we're like, what? And it's something different because a lot of people don't say, hey, welcome to my platform. Now go introduce yourself. But like I was telling you, I love hearing just the passion of people's voices talking about what they do. And I think it's so important for people to not only because I do like record like the pre little thing of like, this is who's on this episode, but I love hearing people introduce themselves because you feel this sense of like, they know their shit and they know who they are. And it's just this passion that comes through their voice on such a deep level. And for you, especially being a mastering coach, it's just so powerful to be like, yeah, like introduce yourself, talk about what you love instead of just being like, this is my one sentence that I have and that's all I have. 
And you may notice that like when I introduced myself, I did not have a nice clean <laughs> one sentence. Like yeah. I, I am naturally an over communicator and it's hilarious because I get a lot of over communicators coming to me as clients, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Right. Cause you're an expert and, at it, right? <laughs> I'm so yeah. good at it. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm so good at like over communicating and then being like, okay, well, what's the most important parts? Can I pare mm-hmm. this down? You know, I'm really good at editing. Probably, yeah. probably go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like what I said was not, um, was not connected or was not like, I'm just unplugging. Oh yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I said wasn't a beautifully polished thing that I memorized. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I said. It <laughs> just, like you said, it was like from thing. my passion. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because that's how, you know, that you, that you are so centered in, I call it your power center. It's like where your voice drops into. It's like where your energy drops into when you like really are passionate and you are stepped into like your power zone or zone of genius or whatever. It's like, you don't even remember what you said, but people will listen to it and be like, that is so eloquent. Like the way you said that. And you're like, I don't even know what I said. Like like, I have no idea what I said, but that's how, you know, it's really landing with people. It's just so cool. Okay, so we could talk about this all day and I love it, but can you share a little bit more about your background for people who are like, where did you just like start and how did you get a TEDx and what, like, how did you end up here? Because people are probably listening. I have a lot of people who are either new in business or they're halfway through and they're starting over, which is going to be my next question for you. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be so good. But um, they're in this place of, I'm watching everyone who has accomplished X, Y, Z, and I feel so detached from it. So can you share a little bit about your story, your journey, like how you got to this space? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you asked this question because Mm. (laughs) I have had such an evolution. And I think a lot of us that are in business have, I mean, like you, right? Like we, it's not like this magical straight line. And so for me, it definitely has not been. So Mm. I, um, I've been a writer since I was a kid, but I kind of never until the last several years, like, like I did it on the side for fun, mm-hmm. but I never like claimed it. I didn't, you know, go, go to college for it. I didn't do, um, like I took creative writing classes a lot and wrote stories and like, I've always been an editor, but I ended up getting a degree in architecture and working wow. in the architecture field. Um, and then realizing that it wasn't quite right for me, that there was a lot of elements that I take and I bring to my work now, definitely mm-hmm. with my, especially like user experience. Like how is someone moving through a building? It's kind of the same as how is someone viewing your brand and cool. receiving what you have to say. Like this is definitely a part of what I do now. Um, and, and so I ended up pivoting from that into plant ecology and um, botany and got a master's in that, worked for the government for a lot of years doing natural resource work, being essentially an entrepreneur, but for the government, because my boss was like an eight hour drive away and all my projects were my own and that I was leading. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, I was kind of the face of the region. And so I got to like start playing with this idea of brand and of representing something and of having kind of control of what projects moved me, but there was still a lot of like red tape and still mm-hmm. like, I'll just say the government moves slow and I wanted to move faster. I'm a pretty fast moving person. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, I was, I was feeling like this call to do, like, I felt 
like the work I was doing mattered because it was a lot around um, restoring natural habitats, mm-hmm. and, like areas that had fires coming in from from invasive non-native species or um, like uh, wet wetland ecosystems that were damaged or different things like that, or trying to get trees, like doing a grant for getting trees planted in in the municipalities. I live in Las Vegas. So like I had work that felt like it mattered and was meaningful. So it was kind of fueling my heart, but I felt like there was a deeper way that I could express me. And I was in a very male dominated field. I'd always been in male dominated fields. Mm-hmm. And, and I was feeling a call for more like the feminine, more of the flow, mm-hmm. more of the, the, this like being in my heart as well as the calling to like use my voice. And so I ended up shifting into, I was really passionate about wellness and I ended up shifting into essentially a wellness business for the first few years of my business. And, and that's when I kind of found the place where I was really passionate about female entrepreneurs. That was like, I just fell in love with women business owners mm-hmm. and, and wanted to support them. So I was supporting them around wellness. So that's when I ended up starting my first podcast, which was Feed Your Hustle and doing my TEDx talk, was, which was how food fuels hustle. And so I had this whole kind of movement I was building around this idea, this Feed Your Hustle idea of like taking care of yourself to take care of your business, like managing your energy and types of things like that. And, and it was doing those things that I started to realize that that was actually what I was good at was the messaging was the getting like really clear on what is the idea I stand for and how can like everything I do tie back to it? How can I like move this into the world and, and clarify like the brand and the words and the, like all the pieces that go around it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I mean, it wasn't an easy jump, but, but I just decided to like take out the middleman and be like, okay, I want to, I want to support female entrepreneurs directly around their messaging because I know that's going to help them not burn out. So it's going to still fuel that same mission, but it's like really working with where my true strengths are. Cause I honestly, my strengths are much more towards words and messaging and using your voice and communication mm-hmm. than they are to like helping with wellness and making meal plans for people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's like the, the kind of the weird evolutionary flow yeah. I went through to get to this point in my business. <laughs> I love that so much. And so when you started doing the switch from doing like wellness to branding and stuff like that, what did that feel for you? Because I, it, from the outside, I feel everyone's like, oh my God, of course. Like, of course that's your next step. And you're like, well, did you want to tell me that? Cause I didn't know that. Like, like, I know it was terrifying. It yeah. was really scary. And honestly, I don't think I would have made the leap if I hadn't had a coach at that time who was kind of like mm-hmm. holding me to the fire and giving me almost permission to do it. Because I was like, who am I to like, to help people around this? And I was like looking at all these different metrics of success that I thought I needed to have to help anyone around their business, not realizing that the actual thing that mattered, like I was helping around their messaging and their mm-hmm. brand. And I'd been really successful at those things. And so I, like, I kind of had to look for the proof. That's actually like, that's an exercise I take people through now because it was, as women, like I feel yeah. like we, we ignore the proof so much and we, we feel like 
you know, not me. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not ready enough. Like all that stuff comes up for us. And that was the same stuff that was coming up for me. And, and then another thing that I was doing at the time (laughs) was that when I was shifting from that old brand, which one thing, okay, it was so hard to shift from it to let it go because it was Mm -hmm. so beautiful. I had built something Mm -hmm. so catchy. (laughs) Like, like in, in a, in a very heart way, like so incredibly, it it moved people. Mm -hmm. Like people still, if they watch my, my TEDx talk, and I think I'm a much better speaker now, it's been a few years, but, (laughs) but if they watch it now, it still like moves them and makes them Mm -hmm. think. And, and, and I would, you know, keynote an event or speak somewhere and people would come up to me afterwards and they would be like, this message needs to be heard. It's so important. And, and, you know, even the feed your hustle hashtag and all these different things, like letting go of them was, was painful. And I wanted to keep them, but I also was not in alignment doing that work anymore. Like it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't, I was blocking clients from signing up. I, I didn't, I just didn't want like some level. I just didn't want to do that, even though I love the message. Mm-hmm. So I can talk I about that. like two levels of alignment, right? Like I can totally yeah. relate to that and resonate with that. I saw something. It was so funny. There was a moment. Well, cause I just went through a rebrand. It was the same thing. It was the scariest thing ever. And I was like, how can I let go of this whole, like, cause like I said, so good. So catchy. Like good job, Danielle. You did so good. <laughs> I did so good. Cause the whole passion, the paycheck was my entire brand. It was the entire thing that I built my whole business, my whole brand, everything on it was catchy as hell. But it was so good. And people still go through the course and they freaking love it and everything's amazing. But it just wasn't like resonating with me. And I saw this one, it was so funny because I'm like flipping through people's Instagram stories as I do when I want to numb out and not deal with <laughs> decisions, right? You like flip through other people's stuff. And so I looked and someone had posted something on their Instagram story that was along the lines of, I'm probably going to butcher this because it was like this huge story, but it was essentially like, you have a flight that is going to take you from where you are right now to where you need to be. And you can only take one carry on. What carry on are you going to take on that flight? Like you're going to miss the flight. What what carry on are you going to take on that flight? Because one carry on is if you try to take both carry ons, it's going to weigh you down and make you go slower so what one do you want to take on the flight? And I remember mm. reading that and be like, oh, God damn, I have to change my <laughs> podcast name. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, this is the moment that it's going to change everything. And it was so funny though, because it was that like, I tried so hard to like, hold on, like, what if I change this, but keep this? And it's like, no, mm. it was still like that, that it was still amazing work. And I'm very passionate still about it, but it's just not in alignment with where I'm going. Yes. Yes. So for yeah. me, I mean, my, my first podcast being feed or hustle and then shifting into unforgettable, mm-hmm. like that was like a really big shift. So, <laughs> but, but on the unforgettable podcast, I can, since it is a completely different message behind it and, and everything, like I am free to go the direction that feels good. Like I probably could have kept the other podcasts and still Mm -hmm. done the new work, but I needed to let it go. Like I ended up during that process, I burned down my email list. I closed Uh, my Facebook group, like, and, and that's hard. And that was the second time I'd had to like kill an email list because I built an email list to a few thousand, um, my first iteration of my business, but that wasn't even aligned with that next 
like the feed your hustle mm-hmm. thing. So, so it's like each time it's like having to release those pieces so that you cannot feel constricted by the old you you're stepping out of. Like, it's like, you have to let it go. And for me, part of it, um, like one of my struggles was being like this person who loves ideas and, and all, and connections and all this stuff. I was trying to cleverly connect the old brand to the new one. So Mm -hmm. I was like thinking of, okay, so how does self-care fit into what I'm doing right now? Like let's think of like a tree and (laughs) self-care and like, and the trunk is your visibility and the branches are your message. You know, like I was, I was getting way too clever and, and I had to give myself a reality check, like just release it. It's okay. It's still part of your motivation. It can be part of your story, Mm -hmm. but you get to move forward with like this fresh thing that is reflective of how you're feeling right now and what, what matters to you right now. (laughs) It's hard though. It's hard. It is so hard. Cause even I'm debating like about my Facebook group and it's still, I feel like that's like the last puzzle that I'm like thinking of like shifting completely. Cause it's, it's just so funny that we try to hold on to these things because they are, it's, it's like anything. It's like an old relationship or something. It has taught you so much, but you gotta let it go. Girl, move on. Like it's like move forward with your life. But it's so funny how we just hold on to these things because we're so nostalgic about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's that thing. It's that thing that I had. So what was that process for you? That true faith? Because this is something that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. They're like, yeah, you just like burn it down and you walk <laughs> through the flames like, like a badass. And you're like, no, I'm a millionaire. What was that feeling for you of, oh my God, I'm closing down this list. Oh my God, these people have told me that I have to be, like, I'm sure that you resonate with us, that in order to be successful, you have to have 2000 people on your list and that's what I have. And now I'm going to burn it down. And then I'm not going to be successful because this number is now the defining factor of me as a human being, right? Like, (laughs) it's so funny how we do this, but what was that for you? Just like fully releasing that? Like, please feel free to be as unfiltered as possible because I'll be really honest, it is scary as hell. And still it's like that unknown. So what was that for you? Yeah. Well, still my, my, so my first list that I had, that I had built up really well before I was like, okay, I need to shift it. I held on to it in my, I had a Weber at the time, like Mm -hmm. my email service and I held on to it in there for like, one or two years, but Wait, you lost any emails to it because I was like, I can't, I can't let it go. And then finally I was like, okay, it's costing me money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I have to, I have to release this, but like, yeah, so it wasn't like, okay, I'm just, I'm not, it takes me time to like process and get on board with things. Um, I can be impulsive sometimes, but, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's like, I have to process. And so I, I had that, that period of processing until I was like, okay, it's been a long time. They like, you have to release it. You're not going to do anything with them. You need to be both feet firmly in the ground of this new like direction you're going. Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, my Facebook group, when I decided to shut it down and start a new one, I, I just, I think I just, it was like this gentle lingering process where I had stopped posting in it. It had become kind of a little bit like 
untended Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was like, I was in this, like, okay, I'm moving into something. What's going on? Like I was in the weeds, you know? Yeah. And so then when I finally, I was like, okay, I'm just, for me, like when I make a decision and I just like, I blaze forward. So there was like a lot of lingering, but then when I decided on the next course, it was just like, I was going in that direction. So <laughs> took a good. while to close the loose ends, like, like close all the open loops yeah. and shut, like shut all the things down and, and close them out and delete and all those things. Like that did take time. Like it did linger for me, but I was already on the way. I was already moving in the other direction. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like a starter. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And so we talked about, um, before we clicked record, cause we were just having a pretty much a conversation of like, we need to, we need to hit record cause this is good shit. But we were talking about, um, I was comparing myself to the Phoebe of friends and saying that I am very much, it's so funny how people are always like, yeah, all female entrepreneurs. And I felt like I did not fit in for the longest time because they're like all female entrepreneurs are driven. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm driven. They're ambitious. Yeah. I'm ambitious. And they make shit happen. I'm like, yes, I do. And they're perfectionists. And I'm like, eh. like <laughs> not so much. Yeah, like, wait a second. This isn't me. But I love how people have obviously, like, if, if people have been listening to this podcast. If you're new, hello, it's up. You'll learn this about me now. The people <laughs> who have been listening to this podcast already know that I'm very much, like, the impulsive, artistic. Like, I compare myself to one of those crazy drama teachers who are like, probably all dressed in black being like, we need to explore this further. Like that, like, <laughs> like, let's just get like deep into the artistic depth of everything. Right. But it's so funny because that's like what I base a lot of my business on, but you're totally like, you're a perfectionist. Hey. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm what, definitely. so with the changing and the processing and the, what you do now, what, like, how does your perfectionism like serve you a lot? Cause that's another thing too. It's obviously I hire coaches who are perfectionists because that's what I need in my life. So like, the, I know that it's so good, like details and all like very, it's just so good. So that's good. That's good to have a conversation about the positive sides. Cause I feel like we get, yes. we talk so much about like, try to not be a perfectionist. And Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. No, I definitely, I have so many, my um, assistant, which I love her so much. It's so funny. I talk about her so much. She's like the child that I'm really proud of. <laughs> or something. I like show, show strangers like pictures. I'm like, that, that's her. I love her so much. <laughs> uh, she knows. Don't worry. It's not like super creepy. She knows that I talk about her a lot, but I love her so much because she is very like flowy like me, but she is a, per- a perfectionist in the way of she's very detail oriented. So even that, like my team members are amazing because I'm like this yeah. huge idea. Gas. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let's, let's put it into reality here. Like, and I'm like, okay, I'll go play over here in my sandbox and you make things happen. Okay. Um, but that's exactly what it is. So there's so many amazing qualities. So how do you feel that that serves you a lot? Cause I would actually love for you to talk about how it really does serve you in business and how you feel sometimes you need to not necessarily like cut, cut out that part of who you are and like throw it away, but how you pivot it to fit different things like a giant change. Cause that was probably so hard to let go of when you are a perfectionist. Cause you're like, I can't let go of this. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would say that I'm sort of, so I'm definitely a perfectionist and always, mm-hmm aware of that. 
And then I am someone who is very flowy as well. So I think there's like, yeah, there's a difference between being a perfectionist and being like a really organized person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, um, I would say that the perfectionism serves me really well because whatever I, I'm going to put out there, like, it's going to be good. Like, I feel like in a way it's almost like there's, there's a lot of brand, um, I don't want to say the word integrity, but like brand reliability, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's like, you can, you can probably count on like anything that I do to like, to have a certain quality. And, and then for me as, as someone who supports people with their messaging and like, and a lot of that's written, like a lot of the work I do is in writing is, you know, it, it's also the words they're speaking, but yeah. But I I feel like I'm representing my brand in that way of like that like it feels I guess more it feels professional. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. it's like it's definitely good grammar. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but like like everything I think for me the perfectionism side of things is like it really comes into play like what I was talking about with my architecture background of the user experience and and it means that like whatever I'm putting out there I'm like really filtering it through the lens of how are other people going to see this? Mm. What's it going to make them feel? Um, like what's, what's their journey with what I'm putting out here into the world. And so I feel like that extra layer of perfectionism like leads me to do that. Whereas if I was just like, okay, I'm putting it out, you know, like I might lose that part. So for me, that's, that's a place that shows up is Mm. like really thinking through that. And then another place that shows up is, is, is I guess the detail side of things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like kind of the richness of whatever I'm creating, like looking at like, how does it all tie together and what are the connecting threads of this? And like, there's a, like, there's a lot of thought that goes into so many things that I do in my business, both for myself and also for my clients. And, and like, um, so my group program, um, it's called get clear, get clients. And, and when I was putting it together, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I've run it like five times and, and like the, 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 like try to not be a perfectionist. Like, cause I talk about taking imperfect action. Like that's a really big value mm-hmm. when I run challenges. It's like something that gets repeated over and over again I love that. in the program with my clients. Like that's a really big thing. Cause I attract perfectionists too. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and so when I started running my group program a few years back, I like the first round, like I had, so this is cool because you know, how you said you have a perfectionist for like coaches and mentors. Well, mm-hmm. I had like a not perfectionist for a coach who really helped me get that off the ground and get it out of my head. So, so for yeah. the first round, it was like, totally. Okay. I'm just going to like round up some people. And this is when I was evolving. This is when I was mm-hmm. pivoting. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't quite know what it is I'm doing yet, but I'm going to round up some people who love me and love my work and would want to be in a group program that I lead. And in, like at that time, it was like a merging of like messaging and, and wellness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I was just like playing. Right. But I got it up and I did it and I enrolled people in like eight people in that first round and it was a paid, you know, first round and, and I was creating as I went. And so that was like me flexing those muscles 
of not making it perfect mm-hmm. and making it happen. And then each time I did it after that was, okay, I'm just going to build on this a little bit. And, and then the beginning of this year, I turned everything that I had created into like a home study, like a do it yourself version of it that people could go through. Um, and so that was like a couple years worth of running the program, finally mm-hmm. going into being a perfectionist, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> you know, like that. I held yeah. it off, you know? And, and then it was like, okay, well now what's the user experience and what, like, how are they going to feel really supported and like what worksheets am I going to create and what, like, how, what am I going to say? Like, what can I add? And I did a whole beta oh, for the so home fun. study to like get input on like how people were, um, how people were moving through it and like what, what they needed support on. Mm-hmm. And, and now at this point, like now that I'm going to be running another round of the group program, I haven't done it in a year because <laughs> I just had that, the home study version. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like, okay, how can I make the things happen that need to happen for this, this round, but not be a perfectionist about it? Like, how do I, how do I merge both parts? Because that, that feels like the really hard thing mm-hmm. for me is like, like dialing back the perfectionism and being able to take some, like, like do some leaps and do some mm-hmm. like, like, okay, that'll be fine. I don't have to know every possible thing that's going to happen, but also like having foresight and wanting to take care of my people and the clients that are going through my program mm-hmm. and their experience. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That's so good. I had another question that is going to, oh, okay. So this is so good. Okay. So I have two questions <laughs> and that's what I have left. But the first one is, do you believe, and when people come to you, cause we were talking about numbers and all that stuff and starting from scratch and just like shifting and pivoting and all that stuff and how numbers you can really like hold on to, to define you as like an entrepreneur and stuff like that. And so you talked about how you're like shifted and everything's growing all that, and all that amazingness. Do you ever get people who come to you who may say stuff like, I can't find my clients because I don't have a big enough following or I can't find my clients because I don't have a big enough email list or I don't have a Facebook group or I don't have this or I don't have this and or I'm not making the money like all these other coaches are. And what would you share with them? Because even you, you could probably speak to this on like a deeper level too, because letting go of those old things, you're building a new thing. So you've had that experience of starting fresh. So what would you say to someone who would come in and say that to you? from a mastering standpoint, be like, Oh my God, I need your help, but I don't have these in place. Yeah. Ah, yes. So what I would say is, so, um, one of my mentors, Jada Selner, I don't know if you know Jada, but Mm -hmm. she is fabulous. She has a podcast as well. It's called lead with love, but she talks about love over metrics. And so like, I feel like it's the same concept of that, like I'm a, I'm a big believer in like, and I, okay. So first I have to say, I get caught up in metrics too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have the same thoughts and, and everything. But at the end of the day, it's like each individual person matters. So if you work with clients or if you're, if you're trying to influence people's lives, um, if you like want to call your people in, they want to work with you, like each interaction, each thing you say, Um, like those things all matter. And so like individual people, like, I think that's a really, really important thing to recognize. And I, and I, 
and that's an important part of my own business and brand is like, I'll get in a place where maybe like a challenge I run doesn't have the number of people I wanted to have in it. Mm. And then I have to do this pivot and, and realize, okay, well, who is in it? Because they're people (laughs) and each of them matter. And, and I had, so I run several challenges now and And one of the ones that I ran early on, I didn't really promote it. I just shared it with like my list and I had a small, like a pretty small number of people going through. I think like there was like a few dozen, Mm -hmm. like it was pretty small. And and, cause I, I, I really hadn't done anything to get anyone there, but I had a little bit of judgment around that. And then I kind of shifted into like really loving up on all the individual people who were in there. And one of those small amount of people, like you talk about conversion rates, right? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter, right? People are human. And, (laughs) and one of the people in there ended up becoming a client and then she ended up joining my group program. And so like, I feel, I feel that when we can, if we're talking about wanting clients and things like that, when we can shift are focused to building the relationships with the individual people and really showing up. Like people feel that. Like I talk a lot about mm-hmm. connection and and like there's I have friends who are killing it and doing amazing things, having businesses that are really um, that are really based around their funnels and around like mm-hmm. email sequences and and like um, like doing different things that their virtual assistants set up that brought, bring people onto their email list and it's like automated and all this stuff and they're doing a great job, but then that's not for me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I could do that on top of what I'm doing, but for me and for like the people who end up coming into my world to work with me, it's like, there's like a really deeper purpose of wanting to like really, really connect with people mm-hmm. and change their, their lives and use their voice and so that gives a great opportunity for you to be able to connect with individual people. I and love if, that. And, and if you have a huge following, it's harder to connect with individual people. Yes. I love that so much. That's so, so good. And two of the cornerstones of my business I always talk about is like two things that I realize that I value so deeply is connection and collaboration. I never want to feel like when I, there's some coaches who really love the feeling of having people like they always say like your human is like a couple steps behind you and they love like being ahead of their client or whatever in that way. And I found when I first started my business and you might even relate to this, but for me, that wasn't centered in connection or collaboration. It was very much centered in like the numbers game. And so I've had so much anxiety working with people privately because I was like, oh my God, they're getting results. I have to get better results. I have to be better than them. <laughs> like they're going to ditch me. It's like that feeling of um, when you're dating someone who you feel like they might be like out of your league and you're like, now I have to be bigger and bolder and better. And like, like this weird like thing that can like mess with your mind. And I love that you said connection is like something that is really important for you because even I, probably this is like three or four months ago, I did a challenge and I had only like, like four people sign up or something. And I was like, well, F this, like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, just kidding guys. We're not doing the challenge. And I had people messaging me that were like, what? I was so excited for it. And I, and it just, 
had a moment because this was like in the middle of me being like, I'm going to hold on to the old me so hard. So it was so funny that people were like, no, I was so excited for this new stuff. Like, what, what are you doing instead? And so instead I offered them like everyone who's super excited, like something else and they were really appreciative of it. And it was really amazing, but it was a really strong, like universal reality check for me to be like, Hey, check the ego at the door, man. Like, like chill out, check the ego at the door. People need this. And it's just so funny how we can totally get caught up in the, in the metrics. So I love that, like love over metrics because they are human beings who need your work, who need your message. Yeah. 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 Okay. One last question. If people who are coming to you and they're like, I'm doing all the things, where are the clients? What do I do? Oh God, where are they? Right? Like what would you say for them? And what are some things that you would give them to maybe help them really craft their message and start connecting to people really strongly so that their dream humans will come out of the woodwork for them? Mm, I love this question. (laughs) So, so first of all, I would say that, yes, the, if you feel like you're not calling in your people, you're not, you want to reach more people, then it does start with the messaging. It starts with like, how do you figure out what it is inside of you that needs to be said that will help you connect with those people because you can throw a lot of money. You can hire different people to market you. Mm -hmm. You can like hire um, staff members or like VAs to take stuff off your plate, Mm. but it won't really matter if you don't have this core piece, like really dialed in first. You can do a lot of work in this very, I've, it kills me, right? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) when, when like that was my first year in business. Yeah. And it's frustrating, right? Because you're like, I'm doing all the things that everyone's saying. And then exactly like you're really strategic, but like you don't have the messaging, which is essentially the heart of what you do, then it's not really going to go anywhere. Right. Like it's not going to leverage. So, and and let me just define kind of what I mean, I guess, by messaging, first of all. So what, what I'm talking about when I say your messaging is like, I visualize it as everything you're saying in your business. So it might be what's showing up on your website and what's showing up when you are on social media. It might be also what's coming out of your mouth when you talk to people about what you do. It's like what the content strategy of like, what are the things you're going to write about? Um, it's, it's like, like everything, the whole bucket mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is your messaging. And it's like what's representing your personal brand. It's how you're showing up, how you're using your voice it, in yeah. marketing. And, and so when, so there's like a couple of different directions we can go right now because like I think of messaging as being built of three different components. So you have one is, and I think we talked about this already. So one is the, like your solution. So like the problem you solve and who you're solving it for and like really being deeply connected into your people that way. Mm -hmm. Right. We talked a lot about that. And then you have the side of like your skills. So like, how are you uniquely positioned to support with this? So that might be that you end up talking about like one of my clients is, um, a coach for actors. Amazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I love that. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And she's also a hypnotherapist. So, so like in that skills side of things in the messaging, it would be like tying together, um, why she's uniquely positioned being a coach and a hypnotherapist that she can kind of pull things to the surface and help Mm. you kind of like release them. So, 
So it's like, that's the skill side of things is like what makes you uniquely positioned that can kind of get woven through. Right. And then you've got your stance. So like, this is what I think of as like your marketing message, your core message, the Ted talk you would do. Mm -hmm. Like what's the big idea you want to spread. That's going to create ripple effects in the world. It's going to create shifts for the people you want to move. And, and so that's what I'm going to answer right now from that perspective, because I feel like we've kind of dealt with some of the others. Um, so if you want to get clear on that, because here's why you would want to, first of all, (laughs) this is that thing that, that, that really gives people something to connect with, like on an emotional level. This is like what I think of as like the fire behind things, the, the soul of your work, because it gets you fired up when you talk about it. And, and it's, like if you think of like Simon Sinek, um, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Well, this is that why, but in a form that connects back to your business and connects to like why someone would want to want to pay you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so when you're trying to figure that out, um, and like, if you want to visualize it as like the Ted talk you do, we can do that. Um, so if you're trying to figure that out, then the first place that I have people start. And this is, this is what I do with private clients. This is what I do in like, like I have, um, so my challenge that's coming up is five days to your unforgettable message. So mm-hmm. this is super relevant. So good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, like the first thing is really getting into a space where you're not pushing things. Cause like we talked about evolution and pivoting and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And like, the the worst thing that I did when I was stepping into this new brand and new message was like trying to force it to happen. And like nothing, clarity doesn't come from that place. So the, mm-hmm. so the first thing I really say, even before I give people like steps is, is to kind of like maybe have a dance break or do some deep breathing or yoga or like whatever it, it that, yeah. whatever, you know, works for you to kind of like be in a space where you're just like more open to receiving versus like, I have to make this happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you are in that space, like, so say, so you're trying to find that thing that you take a stand for, like oftentimes, and this is one of the exercises in my challenge, mm-hmm. I will have, um, people do an opinion brain dump. So mm-hmm. this would be like setting a timer for five minutes having a piece of paper and a pen and just writing down like a list stream of consciousness, whatever's coming up of all the like really strong opinions you have about things in your industry. And it could be things that piss you off. It could be things that like make you want to cry or that light you up on fire, like whatever all those things are. And then like looking and seeing what like the, the one that if you look down the list, you're like, that's like, it charges you up and circling that. And like, then you have a place to start for like getting to the, what this core message is. And it's like, Mm. like you need the clarity first and then it comes in like the honing and how do you shape it in a way that like really, really connect with your people and like all these different pieces. Like, it's so funny rewinding back to what we said before, when you asked me like what the top thing is that people come to me for. And like Mm -hmm. this whole, like, how do I word my niche conversation? Like, we, we think we need this simple thing, like a one sentence, but it really like, it has to start deeper. And so this, that's the mm-hmm. same process as this. And so when people come to me for clarity, cause it's like, I'm a clarity and messaging coach, yeah. <laughs> right? They're going to go hand in hand. And, and so that's why like, it's sometimes it's really helpful to have a container to like figure that out. That's, 
that's why I'm running the challenge. So like if anybody's listening and you want that deeper support, like I'm happy to, it's free. I'm happy to like support you in that. We do it one week. It's like one of my favorite things that I do in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're throwing everything yeah. in the show notes. So if you want yeah. any more of her, it'll all be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, so like, it. like, it's like, I can, I can give steps, but then it's like at a certain point, it's easier just to help. <laughs> yes. Oh, so true. Like you can give all the steps in the world, but yeah. And some people really need that, like that deep help, but, right? Right. The pulling out, like sometimes yeah. what it comes down to is like the pulling things f- from inside of you, like pulling things out and then like mm. putting them down. This is what I do with clients when I start working with them. Like our first session is like me asking all the right questions and like getting them into a space where they just share a bunch of words. And maybe yes. this is where my perfectionist comes in because I writer. Um, cause then I just like transcribe everything they write and then I can see how it needs to be shaped and like shape it. But it's I like, they that. couldn't see it themselves. It's like, it's their words, right? Like, oh my gosh, but they yeah. needed to have it kind of pulled out of them in a certain way. They needed to be like, cause a lot of times they'll think about from their perspective versus their, their people. So I have to kind of like turn it around, pull it out and then rework everything so that suddenly they look at it and they're like, oh, <laughs> okay, wow. Yes. <laughs> but it was I, inside of them. <laughs> I love that so much because I do something similar. And this is so funny because if anyone's like, oh, I can't do it, someone else is doing it. Like everyone does it so differently. And this is so cool because for me, right? I am such a word nerd, but I'm like a word nerd. Like, how does this word feel in your body? And what is it like? <laughs> like just getting feels like really passionate. So I do the same thing. I grab my little whiteboard. I have like a little whiteboard that I carry on. And the first session with people, I'm like, tell me like words that like, how do you want things to feel? How do you want this to feel? And I'm like, nope, sorry. That's not a really strong word. Like you had no like physical reaction to it. Like your voice didn't change. I was like, let's go deeper. Like, it's so funny <laughs> because it's just, it's so, so cool. amazing. And it's so funny because that makes sense. Cause it's like, I, I have like a performer brain. And you have like a writer brain. Yeah. And it's right. just like, so cool. And that's, it's so funny how that works. And it's just so powerful and amazing. And it just, it just proves that competition doesn't exist. And it just proves right. that everyone is needed for so many different reasons. But I love that. Yes. Oh. And that, and that, and that if you're listening to this, like what you need is just to tap into like, what, what makes like, what is the thing about you that's so special and unique? Yes. And you don't probably don't, can't even see it, but like just comparing like, like what we just did right now with like yeah. Danny versus me, like our process for doing similar things with clients, like we're completely different and different people will resonate with her versus people who resonate with me. So it's like finding those things that really set you apart, finding like starting with finding that message that yes. really like lights you up and connects with your people and then building around that, like that, like what we talked about the skills, like how are you unique, uniquely positioned for this mm-hmm. work and then building around that, this, your solution, like what is the problem you're solving for people and, and what, and like, who are your people? Like, who are they really from their perspective? Uh, yeah. What's going on, you know, like building all those pieces around it. And then you add your story and layer that on top. And suddenly, I mean, you are completely unique. (laughs) Like even if you have a message that's similar, even if you have a niche that's similar, you are, you are just you. Yes. I love that so much. I always say to people when they're like, what's the number one thing you would say for someone to stand out? And I'm like, stop trying to stand out. 
and start actually listening to yourself. <laughs> like, guess what? It's not like you don't have to puff out your chest to like be this person. And that's so cool. So, okay. One last final question. This has been so good. We can talk about this forever, but if I gave you a microphone right now to share one sentence, one thing with the world, it could be your next TEDx talk or something. What would that be for you? What is that one thing that you feel you need to share? Mm. <sighs> What's been on my heart a lot lately and just comes up and comes through and like everything I'm putting out into the world is, yes. is that if, if you feel like you're struggling to reach your people or to build something or that you're just not getting the results you want, that it's not because you're not talented. It's not because you're not enough because you are. It could simply just be that you haven't found the way to like really truly communicate what you do and the value you bring. Like it could simply be that communication piece. Like Mm -hmm. it's not that you're not enough. I love that. That was so good. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is, I love this. I'm going to say this is probably like one of my favorite interviews that I've done because it's so juicy and it's so fun talking about like what I teach with someone who teaches like completely yeah. different and it's like, we're like, oh my God, yay. Like both so fashionable. Geeking out. Yeah. This is a geeking out episode and I love it. So I hope everyone else loved it so much. So thank you so much. For people who are listening, we're going to put it in the show notes anyways, but where do you love to hang out the most if people want to hear you speak more about this stuff or... Well, so my podcast is like my baby, mm-hmm. uh, Unforgettable Podcast. I talk about this stuff all the time. I totally geek out. I, so yeah, good. that's a fabulous place to go. And then my favorite place to hang out that we can like have a two-way conversation <laughs> is yeah. Instagram. I love being on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. And we'll put everything in the show notes. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm so excited to get this out to the audience. Oh, oh yeah. And, um, and of course, if you want to like actually get my support for free, then the challenge is another fabulous place to go. Yes. And we will put that. (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk about that. I'll put that in the show notes and everything and, and where they can start to find that and everything that you can direct them to. And then they can go flip through and see where they want to connect with you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Oh, so much fun. I feel like, I feel like right? so excited. Like I'm like, I'm like a, a thousand percent, like more chipper and happier now. <laughs> I'm so glad people can't see us, but we're both like having a dance party pretty much while we're talking. <laughs> like, like, yes, we're both so excited and geeking out. And I love that. And that's how you know that you're talking about something that you are meant to be talking about or something that is so in your zone of genius, in your power center, however you want to say it, because you actually feel lit up and not exhausted after you talk about it. You actually get excited about it. This is so good. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I will put everything in the show notes and I can't wait for people to love up on you. Awesome. I hope you love, love, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership love and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues. Okay. So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and 
information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.